Step right up, ladies and gentlemen and genders of all ranges, and welcome to the Art Pit. Conducted by the Jeremys, a pair of purveyors of fine art and oddities via the best damn dark gallery this side of Long Beach, the Dark Art Emporium. Listen and wonder as we jibber-jabber about all things art, music, movies, and whatever other jive we decide to mosh together. Faint of heart, beware, and welcome to the Art Pit. So welcome uh, to uh, Art Pit, the Dark Art Emporium podcast that happens whenever the fuck we feel like it, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing really good for a while there, and, and then, you know, we were doing monthlies, and uh, and then COVID, and, you know, we had some group shows, and it's kind of hard to have everybody on a podcast when you have group shows, so um the podcast just didn't make a lot of sense for a little while but with buddy having his solo in december like fuck we we, we had to have you uh and and chit chat with you on, on art pit man that was that was a no-brainer it was i love talking to you anyway so but but cornering you on a on a little drunken podcast like absolutely heaven perfect yeah i'm excited thanks for having me and I'm, I'm glad uh, almost all the stuff got there. Yeah, we know where the other stuff is. So that's the good news. Um, okay. So we, we're missing a couple packages, but they are en route. Um, they are trackable. Um, but everything else that says it is delivered is here, which is good. Um, we all got a little nervous. Uh, I can't tell you, though, of all the packages you sent, the fact that you sent a package of just hardware warms the cockles of me old uh, gallerist heart. Well, I, I didn't know, and not to talk about shipping so much. So, uh, all right, let's talk about shipping a lot. <laughs> so USPS was getting fucked with in a real hard way, like right, right when I was thinking of sending this shit, and I was losing it. I, I, I didn't know what to do. So um, uh, I had the, the people from Arch Enemy, like they were taking my photographs. I talked to them about it, and they kind of ship all the time. So they were like, you know, we'll we'll deal with it. We know which which lanes work and all that. Uh, and with the with the hardware, I was like, all right, I'm that asshole that doesn't put the wire on the back of his paintings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're doing we're doing a solo show, so like we're we're putting multiple paintings together. That when when you have a you know a heavy wire for a heavy painting, that becomes a puncture wound. You know. Oh no, totally. Yeah, waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, although I gotta say that the uh, the <laughs> intensely galvanized wire that you sent, like it's no wonder that you were worried about that. Like I could hang fucking Jesus on the cross with that shit. <laughs> I heard you guys have earthquakes over there. So. <laughs> like it's like, like fencing as, wire. As your whole town slides off into the fucking ocean. My my paintings will still be standing. No, it's no, there, there's no doubt at all. Like you, your shit will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So, just to just to clarify who who we all are here, uh, we have Buddy Nestor, uh, who has his his solo show coming up in December here at the Dark Art Emporium. I am Jeremy Cross uh, from the Dark Art Emporium, and then of course we have Jeremy Shot here, the owner of the Dark Art Emporium. Hello, so hello. He's been a little quiet so far, but uh, you know, I figured we point the finger at him for a second. Give me a couple more gins. <laughs> right yeah he's he's got the uh the gnts and I'm, I'm sipping bourbon on the rocks and it looks like buddy has everything 
I have I have a I have a I have a Jameson with a yards brawler as a backer. Nice. Nice. So uh you've been working on this show. Um what's the title of your show, man? Uh Devil's Doorbell. Do you do you want to expound on that or you want people to Google it? Uh you know, it, it like it, it works in like a lot of ways and I and I like that part of it. People can Google the shit out of it, and that's great. But it, it, you know, you know, the Devil's Doorbell on its own. If you have no idea, that fucking rules. It still sounds so, awesome. Yeah. So, but if if you Google it, it's my favorite Entombed album. Right. Is, is that a real album? No, like, no, it's it not. Should be. All right. yeah. So I, I got it from one of those like Christian like uh, like fake masturbation sites like. If you ring the devil's doorbell, he's gonna come, you know, for like a women's clitoris. So, and that's the raddest thing ever, because he's gonna come if you ring that fucking bell too much. Like, if you hear that as a kid, though, like, how do you not try? Like, it's supposed to deter you, but you're like, you're like, literally, I could just push my little like, like flesh button, and like, the devil's gonna show up. Well, did I, you guys? I'm at least did curious. You guys, did you guys grow up Catholic? No, no. Christian, uh, so, so, very scary. So Christian, I did. So. So, yeah, I, I grew up Catholic, which like I don't know if they focus more on like they definitely focus more on kid sex, but like they they focus <laughs> like on masturbation to the point where like like you'll go fucking blind if you right. masturbate. Which is horrible to tell a child. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like you grew up thinking that, like, every blind person that you meet was just a master maholic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who couldn't, he couldn't just chill out for a couple of days, dude. He fucking, he went over the edge. Yeah. But, but the, but for them, the edge is one time, you know? Like, right. so. Well, that's the nice yeah. thing about Catholicism, though, is you've got all those Hail Marys and Our Fathers, and like, you know, you could you could ring the devil's doorbell and just, you know, but you, you can dial, you can dial it back yeah. every now and again. You can dial it back every week or every day if you want. Yeah. So the blind yeah. guy just didn't give a fuck. He was like, "This is worth it." Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going there, you, you fucking liars. Right. <laughs> so at what at what point did you decide? Were you like midstream on working on this show, or was that something that like like you launched the show with that title in mind? No, any, no, no, no. It's like uh, I've been wanting to be in a band my whole life. Right. I have seven billion band names, <laughs> and I've never I suck at guitar. So like, I, I'm just writing like brainstorming band names, and somehow Devil's Doorbell you know, came out of that, like, like mix and matching, like probably 300 word exchanges or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I I'd be surprised if that wasn't, uh, a band album name, at least like, it's <laughs> yeah, kind of like it somewhere, somewhere in the annals of metal, <laughs> like that exists. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. also, I also think buddy Nestor would be a hell of a band name for a metal band, like the most brutal I... metal band ever. Just call it buddy Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope at some point I get gnarly enough that there's a band. That, there's a fucking... that wants to steal that? <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, what's the guy from Who's the Boss? Uh, Tony Danza. There's, did you ever hear Tony Danza? And the tap Dan dance extravaganza. 
Dude, they are fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, Tony Danza and the Tap Dance Extravaganza. I actually I shot I know video of them. Of this. When I was doing video for heavy metal bands. Is Tony Danza in the band? No, no. <laughs> no. No, it's so fucking good. It's like um it's like a Dillinger Escape Plan yeah. almost crazier. Yeah. Like it's, it, wild. it's really good. Hmm. So yeah, if anybody wants to use my name for their band, like be like a total map metal freak out fucking gnarly powerhouse, please. Like, like Buddy will go to all of your shows, I promise you. I would I, I for free. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. All right, man. So uh so you were you didn't launch off with this in mind, the, the Devil's Doorbell. Like it kind of evolved as you were working on the pieces, is that what I'm gathering? <clears throat> well, it's it's women. So okay. yeah, that that's that's you know fifty percent. You know, I pulled back fifty percent of the population for the name right there. Right. You know? Yeah, it. Yep, fair enough. Well, and and also like uh, I would say in the past, I erased sexuality completely. Okay. Not that not that it was like lame or anything, but like everything was like a straight <clears throat> mugshot. So it was uh, you know, confrontational and like. <sighs> So is this the first sh series of works that you've done that actually have genitals? I can't recall another piece that had genitals. In, in I did. I did one that I called "My Grandmother Is a Saint." Wow, that might be a painting of someone I live with that was bummed out that their genitals were in it. <laughs> That's not vague at all. <laughs> so, so I yeah, I think. Uh, I think I only did the one. So, like, even that one was, like, straightforward and stoic and <clears throat> a little, like, like you know, if you were naked in your mug shot. But, yeah, yeah, a little, like, a, like, tap, like, like, peppering in a little more sexuality. And uh, I, I'd always erase that, and I kind of erased, like, the blatant psychedelic stuff. Like, I thought that would be cheesy. Uh I let that go into, um, well, kind of your whole, I mean, maybe, maybe this is my interpretation of it, but your, your whole vibe is about erasing aspects of what you're painting. And I, I can look at some of the edges on your pieces and see that you, you definitely like redded, you know, you, you put the red over an, an area to erase it later on. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But that, that's more of like a, like a Mondrian balancing thing. Like sometimes they just look crazy, like where I put one or put a bunch of them or whatever. So yeah, there's a lot of overpaint. Like uh, the final product, like what you see isn't, <clears throat> I don't like sketch or anything and like figure shit out beforehand. I figured all out uh, while I'm painting. And even the most sexual piece in the show, and I don't have it in front of me, but I've seen the image um, and I can't recall the name of it, but it's the one where you, you have the red and the blue over the, over the labia and uh, right. over the nipples. And it's just right. like a torso for the most part. Yeah. It feels very disembodied. Yeah. And, it, and, and sort of asexual. Yeah. And again, they're, they're, these aren't like erotic pieces. I'm just like slowly delving into like, it's okay to, for me, like for me alone, like everybody else can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, to allow myself to kind of delve in there a little bit. I love it, man. There, they, there are some of the pieces in this show that are my favorite that you've ever done, and I'm, I'm stoked as hell that they're, they're, they're hanging in our gallery, man. I'm honored. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, 
let's talk about some skate decks. There's nine skate decks in this show. Yeah, you, you've what done up skate, with that. You've done skate decks before. <laughs> I, I I have like for um just for skate like related shows. Uh, I did one for um, a company called Failure years ago that my friend was running. Um, but not like not not for just just an art show that didn't ask for it. Yeah, we we didn't care what you did. We just wanted yeah, you but, to do but, you. Yeah, and, yeah, and but I, it's I, Long I, Beach, um, so I, like it makes sense, right? You got to have the skate decks in Long Beach. From what I understand now, from you, like Long Beach yes. is skate central. It, it is. You guys like when when you guys like move around, you see a guy skateboard past you. He's probably one of the raddest dudes in the world, and he's probably like sponsored. No, 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 no. <laughs> no like where you no. guys are is is the mecca of like where skateboarding is now. So did like, that where, play? Where, where the, where they all live anyway, like where like most of the pros live is basically Long Beach. So did that play into wanting to do the series of nine for this show here? Yeah. I kind of figured. I hope you well, know I mean, them I, I, so you can I send mean, them our way. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the number doesn't make any sense. Like there's no like symbolism. I'm not that fucking deep. But like, you know, to do smaller pieces and like I don't I don't do that many small pieces. Like I I learned how to paint from muralists. So like I want to use big brushes. I want to spray paint like i i kind of at some point want to get an airbrush so i can use the tools that i use with spray paint with an airbrush yeah. but i just use spray cans to kind of like not do tight technical shit so it has to be big so like that's part of like some of the like weapons that i have that kind of look cool that people might think are like digital blending and shit is that's that's spray cans that i'm like like four feet back, like kind of slow squirting at them. And you'll see some like the stippling on the canvas that looks like pointillism, but it's, it's a spray can used the wrong way. Right. But intentionally wrong. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know what to fucking ask right now. Well, you know, buddy way too well. That's the problem. It's like, I don't know what to ask buddy. Cause um, I know buddy. I, I I know you've probably talked at length about this, buddy, but like, <laughs> fucking creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut my hair. Yeah, I just cut my hair all by myself. It by, looks good. By the way, I'm I'm, I'm I was hoping for the the mustache uh, update here. Dude, it's I, gone. I, I had the whole rig. Like I through COVID, I just like I let the bushel go in all directions, and then I fucking just whack it. And you you caught me at a. The, the whack it day where just, I just, just fucking you whacked it today. Yeah. I, I whacked he, it he also, he today. also cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like, I guess for people that don't know, buddy, buddy, why did you start painting? Uh, I mean, I like, like everybody else, like I always like drew, um, I probably started like, probably like, a couple like painting's hard like it's expensive so like you you can always pick up a pencil and draw or like give markers and crayons etc uh i want to say i picked up painting like and i'm gonna say like two i did like two paintings with like shitty acrylics or something uh at like 19 and 20 um i was doing charcoals that were pretty intense charcoal like uh skill wise i think for a kid 
when I was like in my late teens. But but again, like when you don't have money to buy like I don't know a couple hundred dollars worth of like fucking I use the cheapest brushes now, but like you can buy brushes that are thirty fucking dollars one. Yeah, yeah. And the people madness people that buy buy them are insane. Yeah. But um, so it's intimidating. Um, so I painted a couple paintings and then I went into the military when I was 22. So I, I say I did like three, four paintings. And when I was in the military, I had a son. So like I wasn't partying. I was, I was, I was staying home. Uh, you know, I worked and just went home and I, I decided like, oh, like I'll try and make this thing work. What branch were you in, man? I was in the Navy. You were a Navy man. That's awesome. Yeah, 20, 22 was, is kind of a, a late uh, journey into that, right? Like normal people I, I like was, 18, 19. Was, yeah, yeah. So it was like a recession. Like I was kind of like fucking up in college. Like I had gone for criminal justice. Like my dad talked me into that instead of psychology. And I wasn't a cop. No. Like, like no. you know, I'm 18, like telling girls at parties, like, yeah, I'm going to be in the FBI. It's, uh, <laughs> and getting, getting Fs. Like full S and, uh, you know, experimenting with drugs with, and, you know, the kids in my classes like already had cop haircuts and they were trying to get mustaches and shit. So it was like, it was shocking. So like, so I I, like failed out of there and then wound up in the military with a cop haircut. And, uh, so I, did you like it? I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about it, but I, I want to know: Did you enjoy it? Because knowing you, it, I I could see that you would get into it to a certain degree, but I, I'm having a hard time seeing your personality uh, well, working there. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a wild conflict, and like not many people even know I was in the military. Like I don't tell them, like unless they ask normally. But um, I, I I got lucky. Like I was in in the Clinton era, and my my station for four years was San Diego on Coronado. Oh yeah. That's so it's so basically bad. had a day job on the beach in Coronado and I'm from Jersey. So that was, I'm living at a fucking vacation resort basically. And, uh, and learning to paint. And, um, then part of that, I went for a six month cruise where you, where you basically go, you know, around the world, you hit a lot of spots, but you go to the middle East. So I would work for eight hours a day and then I would paint for eight hours a day on the boat. And oh, like, nice. and like I had a little section where I had my paints and like people would watch me paint and they were kind of terrible, but not like, like I was figuring shit out. Were people um, around you like into what you were doing? They were supportive. They weren't like fucking with you about it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, I mean, when I went out on like, say that cruise for six months, I didn't use any money from my paychecks. Like they all went home. Like all the money I made from painting was what I used like to drink beers and shit. So I was like, started to learn how to make money from painting. And especially while people were watching you paint live. So you were selling it, shit to your fellow servicemen? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. The whole that's rad. Like, like what yeah. kind of stuff were you making and what were they buying? Almost like Magritte ripoffs, uh, I was hoping you would say like Tom of Finland, but <laughs> no, they were, uh, yeah, they were, they were pretty surreal. I, I mean, I was all over the place. I was just trying to figure out color and figure out what the fuck I wanted to do really. 
So, I mean, that's that's where it all really came in was with the military stuff. And um, that's and, really cool, though, to have that kind of like as you're figuring out who you want to be as an artist, you have very immediate feedback from yeah. maybe like the least obvious audience that you could think of. Yeah. So that that feedback is pretty real. That's awesome. Well, the, the, you know, the, the obvious thing is a stereotype, I think. Like, they're all just kind of, like, we're all just lost dudes. Sure, yeah. And, and, to, and to see some guy, like, do a thing that, like, they probably have never seen anyone do before is interesting. And, um, and even, like, when I was on land in San Diego, I would say by the third or fourth painting I did, they were all showing in galleries in uh, Santa Cruz or... Um, San Diego area and little local galleries that are now gone. That's like I, awesome. No, no, it's only because I thought I was awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was like, every like every time I sat down at the easel, I was like, this is fucking important. And I'm not gonna like I when when I was in the Navy, I like you can take um, college classes and you can you can test out of. Uh, final exams for college classes in the military if you think you can. Okay. So like I, I tested out of two art history courses just by what I was reading. And they're not like open exams. Like this is just shit I was cramming into my brain. And it, it, it wasn't contemporary stuff. It was, you know, just old master kind of stuff. Right. Actual so I was history, yeah. Yeah, so I, I yeah I wish I wish I still had that knowledge, but I was doing semi horrible artwork, working from a place of a little bit of knowledge. You know what I mean? Like I, I was I was really trying. I was trying to do it. I, like I knew that's what felt good. Like when I sat down at the easel, like sometimes you just sort of synchronize with it, and you're like, this is kind of what I, I'm supposed to be doing. So what were you twenty six, twenty eight when you got out? Hmm. 26 yeah 26 and so what was what what was next did you did the art thing became like, like it was this next step with the art thing like, like i'm taking it to the so or so was there something else in, so, in the interim so 20 like for two years i went up to san francisco but i kind of i was painting but i worked so much that I, I i was actually driving every now and again i would drive big canvases around san francisco like stuff i would see in the back of juxtapose or whatever this is like 1999 where I'd like walk in with huge canvases and they would go like, Hey, could you get the fuck out of here? And I'd be like, all right, I'll put, put this gigantic, like this is back when you're supposed to like send slides. Like you're not even just walking in with an inappropriate portfolio. You're jumping in with like a six foot fucking painting. Like you can I barely get it in the portfolio. door or what? I, I didn't have, I didn't have a portfolio. I had like, you know, I might've have done 20 paintings at that point. Right. But like I did a big one at my house this week. So I'm, I want to show you the big one. Not like a little picture of it. <laughs> so did anybody even pretend to care? I, I, I am skipping over a little part. Okay. So in San, in San Diego, while I was on land, I, I, um, in, a, in the Photoshop one class, I met these guys that worked at this place called Image Events, where they did murals and uh, work for movies and like uh, big business parties and stuff. Where we would have to, and I was I was one of the paint. They pulled me out of this class and made me one of the painters. So I learned to paint from muralists. We were doing like fucking 
eight foot tall, just because that's the size of a piece of plywood, by 40 foot paintings that we had three days to make. And there's three of us. And two of the guys were smoking pot and drinking beer. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you, and do you have images mass- of any of that stuff? You know, I don't. It's fucking crazy that I don't have any of it. I don't have shit from them. I mean, it's pretty it was cell like, phone, so yeah. I, I, pro- I probably didn't have a camera. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if I did, it was like a film camera that was like a Fuji $30. You know, I, I, yeah. I didn't even think about it. I would love to see Budding Buddy artwork. Like, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't it, was, it, was, it, was, it was. But it was like. You know, learning from those guys uh, was like a trial by fire. Like, uh, like I, I, I went in the one day and they were like, hey, like, um, we've got this 16-foot Mona Lisa to do. Like, you and these three other guys are doing it. You got four days. Wow. And it has to, it has to not, not look like the Mona Lisa. So, like, does that get divvied up? Like, okay, you're in charge of the background on the left. You're in charge of the background on the right. Yeah, like, I mean, it, well, I mean, even, like, mixing colors and, like, I mean. That's a whole job, it, right? It, you, you can't, you can't, you know, when we're painting on a canvas, you're like, all right, I'll kind of get this one right, and then I'll tweak it later. You got to get it right. Like, there's, sure. there's no, there's no, like, back, you know, you're not underpainting and shit. Like, you got to get all that stuff right. So, uh, it was, it was a. Uh, it was definitely like, uh, like learning through like through a blowtorch or something how to paint. And you're using huge like uh, we use you know what a cup gun is like yep. like they use for houses. Yeah. So we would use we would I use one to paint guns. my van. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> like that that was our airbrush. You know. So it, even now, like the paintings I do, they're limited by the size of my studio, which I don't know might be seven feet tall. I'd rather do big ones. Like I, you know, I, I could do a big one just as fast as I could do like a six inch by six inch thing. Well, I, I gotta say, you know, in, in a world without COVID, I would have loved to have had you in here doing a mural for this show. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Like it's some kind of installation. Uh, Cause we have massive walls here and like just to watch you play and see what you would have done with it would have been rad. So maybe next time. Maybe 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 yeah. maybe your next uh, solo show that we have here. We'll we'll knock that the fuck I, out. I, I, uh, this this COVID thing is really ruining. Well, two of my vacations to your place. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Those those were my vacations this year to like hang out with you guys. And, I'm t- uh, I'm tired of guys. meeting you through a screen. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and like you know I I haven't had my buddy fixed this year so. <laughs> well, dude, we haven't had fixes of anybody this year like rachel's on the phone with some pals now like we had a friend call the other day just to talk and we wound on the you went up on the phone with like me rachel and our friend michelle for eight hours eight hours yeah because it's covid like like people are so i mean you can you can kind of be in touch through social media by commenting bullshit or whatever but like actually talking to people and like then the facetiming really has been huge right most of what I painted was through FaceTime. Like I don't, I don't. None of it was like blasting fucking pig destroyer and shit. It was like mostly while I was on FaceTime. Yeah. Because we're so, we miss it. Like we, like I, I miss my friends. Like I'm, I'm a very social person. Like I, I miss all of it. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, like not being able to 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 see my people on the regular. It's it, it sucks. 
I yeah. love it because I hate people. Yeah, Sean's not a big <laughs> fan of human interaction, so he's been I, in hog heaven. I'm in hog heaven. I fucking love it. <laughs> well, let's not hang out when I come out there. When I, well, you're going to stay with me, go. but you know, we won't look at each other. Well, well, the dumb thing is, and I don't want to compliment him because he'll he'll just run with it. But like, he's really good socially. Like, you, you throw him in a social setting, you hand him a couple of drinks or a joint, and he's good to go. But he doesn't act like one of those people that hates it. Yeah. But he fucking hates I it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's, it's like 90% of my art friends who are like, yeah, I have really like bad social anxiety issues. And then they go hang out and like, like all nine of them are laughing together for, you know, over whiskeys and shit. Like it's, I don't know, it's yeah. part, part of the realm, I think, to be a little afraid. But yeah, if you um, get if you get me lubricated, I'm going to be a yeah. good time. Trust me. <laughs> but I don't seek it. You know, but I, I'm looking forward to meeting you, buddy. I, I'm I, I feel like we are going to bro down about Pig Destroyer and, you know, I feel like, you know, if, if like we're that allowed new records to, awesome, if we're allowed to have Psycho, yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's really fucking good. If we're allowed to have Psycho in Las Vegas next year, you'll have to come and meet me and buddy there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw they were selling tickets for it. I don't know if yeah, it's going to happen. They say but. it's going to happen. So. Well, 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 Rachel and I won't pass out if you guys come out. Lies. <laughs> Me and Jeremy like dragged Rachel to the room and then went back out for Black Angels and like I wanted to see Black Angels so bad. And you were and so I, tired. I, I, I stood there and my, my kneecaps turned into jelly and I just like 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 went into like Indian style like sitting on the ground. I was like, I can't sorry Jeremy. Like I, I my body is telling me something's totally wrong. It's all right. I ended up making some friends with some people who had some mushrooms. It was all right. <laughs> we had a good time. Um, but you know, yeah, that, that's 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 the buddy I know. Like I know buddy through metal and art. Like that's that's where we bro down, for sure. That's that's where our lines cross, and and also getting drunk. Yeah, that, that happens too. Well, the, the, I mean, the first thing, the first art show I ever, like I, like I said, like from the beginning of me painting, I always found a way to bludgeon my artwork into some gallery. But the first time I was ever like showing with my peers was with was, was Jeremy's, uh, Jeremy's spot that he was curating at um, Forgotten Saints. Oh, yeah, and that was with like... Melrose, yeah. Yeah, so, and this is, I don't know, is it 2008 or 2009? Uh, yeah, I think I started, the the metal art show was 2008. Were you in the first one, the metal art show? Uh, and maybe, uh, you guys had had something that was sick. Maybe it was, maybe it was that one. I can't remember the name of yeah, it. The first, the first one we did was the metal art show. Uh, but like, the, like but, Clown but, from Slipknot was in it. And oh, that was a couple art shows in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, and, that was a couple in. I, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I went from, like, showing with, like, women painting their grandkids on swings and shit and, like, red barns. And all of a sudden, like, I'm in this show that, that Jeremy curated. And I'm like, all right, so I'm in there with, with Slipknot. That was a, that, that, that was a crazy Double little, sure. like, moment in time. Like, it was me and Cam Rackham. Um, and it was Cody Verona's place. And, like, the shit that we were able to pull off in those early days there, like I couldn't do it now. Like, I don't like the, the infrastructure just isn't there. 
like, 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 like the hunger isn't there. It was a weird moment in time. Like everybody needed a place to show and we just happened well, to have a venue. Everybody you're, was so you're right. And that, that, that's around the time. Like I came back from that show and told people about that at, at an art show and they gave me a venue to curate. Was that Black Vulture? No, it was this place called Shadow's Place, okay. Shadow Space, and then then I did the Black Vulture one right after. But there was all these like you know the the um, like Facebook like MySpace had like just done its time and kind of got some artists out there, I guess. But I mean, to me, MySpace, I was just like posting uh, images of like Asian women just puking noodles on my friends' like pages <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't really use it the way you use an art page. Sure. Oh, that so then, sounds like the perfect way to use it now, actually. So then, like, <laughs> then, then, then Facebook came up, and, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, aside from, like, the contemporary art books or, or like, websites you were going to, you're seeing all this insane, like, dark shit that, like, these people hadn't shown anywhere. Like, nowhere. I mean, like, uh, Jeremy may have shown them, like, some of them. Right. But, you know, some like, you know, I'm going to say I, I, I probably stole 20 people from your shows. <laughs> the first first one I had from Black Vulture was 75 artists. Yeah. And that's no. stupid. Like, it was stupid. But, like, they all needed a venue. And it, it was it was crazy. Like, I that Black Vulture did, show was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Speaking in yeah. tongues, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, and like a shitload of us West Coast cats came out. Like, oh, so so many people traveled for it, and it was in a hmm. tattoo shop, you know. Like, so that was that was. We it just was wanted wild. to go. We we just wanted to go to Philly and party and fucking what was it Fishtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Which nobody should want to party in. Like once I went there, I found that out. <laughs> no, no, it's it's like the hippest place in town. I think every every row home is like two million dollars now. It's like the that was place not what it looked like when I went there the first time. No, you. I, I I never went there before that. Really, like unless you were going to fight someone, you didn't go. Like now, I sh- now it's like. I remember showing up for that show. I, I got a plane, an overnight plane. So I got off out of the airport at like 5.30 a.m. And I just, I had my piece with me. And I was like, I got to go towards Fishtown. I know that. So I, I like figured out a train and I made my way there. And I got there at like 6 a.m., 6.15 a.m. And there were bars open. And that was when I was like, oh, yeah, this is the shittiest part of town completely possible. And I was cool because I could bro down inside of a shitty bar at 6 a.m. and hang out with the alcoholics. Right. And, and then, and I did that until like 11 a.m. when like somebody finally, like I think it was probably you who finally came and was like, um, "Yeah, we, we can go do stuff <laughs> other than yeah, this." Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I came and met you. I don't, I don't know if it, if I worked, but like, it, we we sat down at the bar and your dog had just ate a hundred treats at the same time. <laughs> that makes sense. Remember, like you almost had to fly home. It was um uh it was my dog had choked to death on a pierce a piece of uh, ear uh, lamb's ear. So while I was on the plane, my wife had fed my dog. This was Spike, mm-hmm. as a puppy. He was like four months old, five months old. Um, she'd fed him a piece of, uh, and she, he had died. He choked and died, and she had been racing around town to like three different vets in the middle of the night to try to find one. And she left her phone at home so she couldn't call. 
but she'd left me like a hundred messages when she got back. Like the dog almost died. You need to come home. I'm freaking out. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm glad the dog's okay. I'm, I'm sorry for what you went through, yeah. but me and buddy are going to go get drunk right now. And like, I know that <laughs> sounds really horrible and insensitive, but I was like, the dog had made it through. And it was yeah. the important part. Like Spike, yeah. he was brain dead for minutes. And this affected him. Isn't He just passed away this last uh, September, by the way. Oh, man, so that's if, brutal. If that gives All you right. any idea, that was nine years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So, but yeah, uh, he, was, was, he, was like, he was dumb. Yeah, he, he, he ended up uh, really dumb because he was brain dead for, like, minutes. Um, because of that? I, I didn't know of that. that yeah. I, I, oh, wow. So, I mean, now that we've bummed everybody the fuck out <laughs> about my almost dead dog story. Um, well, I only brought it up because it was such an intense moment. It was like, I'm meeting you at 11 o'clock in the morning. You were like, oh, my God, dude, this is this is brutal. I think I got to go, man. It, it was yeah. it was rough. It was rough because, like, yeah. you know, my poor wife was going through hell. But, yeah. Um, but that show was amazing. Like, and you, And what was the band that played – at that one. Uh, De- Decapitac played. Decapitac, that's right. Yeah, it's my cousin Pat's band. Uh, you, you, you met him in Psycho, too. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were awesome, by the way. That, that, that whole, the whole Black Vulture crew, like, it was fun. It, it was a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was intense. So, so, yeah, so I ripped Jeremy off as far as curating stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only because there was a there was a huge need for it, you know what I mean? Like there really wasn't, like the like Dark Arc has has turned. It's different now. Oh, for sure. As yeah, opposed definitely. to like ten years ago, yeah. Yeah, like there there weren't really venues for for people to to show that were like, fuck it, like so talented that it was. Uh, almost gross that like galleries weren't picking them up. You well, know, it was, we, we, it was, we really only had last rights. Well, even last rights was probably two thousand eight. Yeah, that's about the same time. Yeah. 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 So like like they they started because they saw it, you know. Um, so it was it was really early with with all this stuff. It was it was it was a neat time. Like it was it was a spastic, exciting, exciting time. Agree for all this stuff. So basically what you guys are telling me is I started this place way too fucking late. No, man. <laughs> this place is carrying the torch that I've been keeping in my pocket for a long time. Let's hope so. Like, that's the way I look at it. But Yeah, I feel like now it's like turned into fine art. Like it's it's I, it's it's way more respected at this point, you know, like. Like we were, you know, if we're curating shows, like even last rights a little bit at the time, like they're not selling. Right. They're just, just barely like giving birth to these people that no one knows who the fuck they are. And they were monster. Like these are fucking monstrous people that were so good. Like with dark art, really the only love we were getting back then was through music. And you had like yeah. Stupakis doing stuff with Corn. You had Chet doing stuff with Tool. I'm sure that there are a myriad of other examples, but like those are the ones that immediately come came, to mind. Like came those with Avenged uh, uh, Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. yeah, Paul Romano uh, did the Macedon stuff. Like yeah. uh, Jeremy and the Baroness stuff. There's it, like a lot of it. Definitely the guys that really stayed in it, like spurned from a lot of the uh, illustration from uh, from the metal, the, the you know '90s or 
mid two thousands early uh, metal bands that were kind of doing. They weren't just doing. I mean, not to say that like skulls and zombies like aren't they don't rule, but they were kind of fucking with that. They were turning it into something, you know, more fine art than say pusshead. But I wish I owned a fucking pusshead. Don't we all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, so they were they were kind of turning turning it into you know uh, something from from people that really look at it from a fine art perspective for these album covers. But like you bring up Pusshead and like that's a perfect example. Like that he was doing Metallica shit like left and right in the late nineties, right early two thousands. In the eighties, wasn't he? I mean, was he doing it in the eighties? Was he doing that far yeah, back? They, I didn't know I think he was, he was doing back. like t shirts in the eighties, but like yeah. he didn't know they were going to be fucking amazing, and that's how you know. But I mean that that that. That correlation between metal and dark art, like I, I feel like it doesn't happen without that. Like that's that's like there's there's always been dark art in comics. There's always been dark art in metal, and eventually the people that grew up obsessing about those things had money to spend on the original artwork, and that's how the genre shifts. And then you end up with people that are into it for its own sake, as opposed to its correlation to a metal band or a comic book. And that's when it becomes fine art. Right. I, I feel like that's just now happening. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like the like, last like five, six years. Yeah. I mean, you look at like Frazetta, for example, like, I mean, he's a thing now. I, I mean, mean, I felt like Frazetta has been a thing. I mean, he's a always been time, a thing, but, yeah. but like, I mean, that's where he like, but he has a hatchet going... cover was the thing. But his, his work is now selling for five hundred to a million dollars. Yeah. you know that, and and people now are spent. Like you look at like just what Mike Mignola's comic book pages sell for these yeah. days, or you know like uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, the, the Frankenstein, uh, uh, Bernie Wrightson, like original Bernie Wrightson pages are going for like several hundred thousand dollars now. Like it, it's madness. So and it, so gives, it gives on- me hope. I, I was on the, um, I'm going to say I was on the Wildwood, New Jersey boardwalk, and I was probably five. And they have all those iron-on kind of shops, like back in the old days, where you oh, could yeah. just pick them out for probably $3. And I picked up the Molly Hatchet for Zeta. Yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah. And I, I've actually just listened to Molly Hatchet more recently. I, I had no idea what the fuck they were, and I kind of didn't until now. It's kind of a bummer when you listen to him after like. No way! Dude. I kind of like my. Yeah, my head just rad. I'm I, I'm not a fan. I gotta say, <laughs> I think it's great. Be- but be- like, better album covers band. than music. Like, <laughs> dude, all these like you know, like bikers and shit. Like I'd be walking around my Molly had my yellow with the iron on Molly hatchet for Zeta thing. All these biker dudes be like, yeah, little dude, and I'd be like. Yeah, whatever, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I felt so deceived by those, and like also like the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer with the Giger cover. Like, like yeah, I want this to be the most hardcore badass thing I've ever heard, and it, like it sucks. But right. that's, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, they have their place. Like, like oh, this all sounds so terrible it's it's it, it's all basically fish at some point I yeah think. i mean <laughs> well and this is this is the guy talking shit but he's the one that toured around with grateful dead selling fucking acid so um but i was selling drugs yeah but to you make still like money? the music <laughs> i do I, still I, like the grateful dead yeah but, I, but, I only went to grateful dead shows to make sure people had fun 
I'll say that. I went to Grateful Dead shows <laughs> to make sure that everybody, including me, had fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to count the money and the little things. When you're having too much fun. But when you're when you're a 16 year old with the, with the fucking mohawk and you're a punk rock kid, like you know, somebody's like, "Hey, you can make money selling acid to hippies." What party you says no to that? Yeah, but well, yeah, but what about the girls? Really, that wasn't a thing there. No, no, I, I, I know, I know. What it sounds are you weird. About? It, it was not a thing there because the girls were not <laughs> yes, my vibe, was. dude. Nope, nope, it totally was. They, they were, wore those shirts. They, they were, wore those shirts that was like a burlap sack in the front with a little, <laughs> little spread present, their whole backs out, and they didn't wear bras. It was amazing. They were furry and unkept. and <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Come and on, I was 16, rocker. and I was not into it, man. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I would do their heroin and their acid, but I didn't want to fuck them. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, we're sharing so hot, much now. I, I I don't like your armpit hair, super hot girl. I was 16. Home. I was judgmental. You know, if you'd have caught me like 10 years later, much less judgmental. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But at 16, like you have weird standards. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. And also a weird lack of standards. Like there, there's a whole other bottom of that spectrum that we don't even want to talk about. <laughs> I can feel like every boy knows exactly what I mean by that. I, I, I agree, yeah. Every sis, yeah. So, buddy, what's up with your style? Where does that come from, man? <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> uh, like, it's, it's like, if you're not familiar with Buddy's style, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. So, I, where does it come from? Why, 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 uh, why you use so much red foo? <laughs> you, you know you know it's weird i i um as i kept painting and like and I, I did wind up like duct taping a uh an art degree together at some point um it was reducing stuff that didn't work and uh and winding up around this like uh grisaille style which is like black and white underpaintings and then uh, glazing on top. So, so what? What I wound up, uh, what I wound up reducing, like the things that didn't work in paintings, was the primary colors, okay. and and black and white. And a lot of that was because George O'Keefe tried to do the all American painting, which was like a a, a skull with. Uh, like red and white and blue because the authors she was hanging out with were doing the all American novel. And with those colors, you wind up with like blue, red and yellow. And the only thing I reduced from the yellow was a mustard yellow, turning it into sand. And I didn't realize I was using primers and like, and the primaries you can't mix. So I wound up with this black black and white with primaries. So then, uh, not to be too boring about it, uh, trying to turn that into something that works. And uh, doing, doing these black and whites with uh, these glazes, uh, I was doing painting based on stress. 
like I want to do like uh uh I wanted to do abstractions that look like stress. Because like as an artist, you're like, I want to do something like, oh, should I paint the cosmos? And you're like, I don't really know that much about science, so maybe I shouldn't paint the fucking cosmos. Or like, <laughs> I want to, I want to do erotic stuff, but like, I don't do BDSM or like, whatever. Like, I understand stress, and I understand you know the whole being paint what you know thing. So I was doing these abstractions that were like, you know, these like kind of like hard angles and like black and white because. Uh, you know, maybe with some color and they, they weren't working either, but then I decided to like push those into, uh, portraits and that like, I, I, I immediately saw like when that happened, I was like, I, I, I have something like mm -hmm. in, in no other way. Like I wasn't like, all right, we're not fucking around here. I, I have something and they weren't that good, but they were, they were certainly not like, like oh these are yard sale things like these are these are something yeah no yeah. I, I I absolutely agree like you you developed and to those of us that you know maybe it came later obviously on in your life um, it, it feels like you came out fully developed out of nowhere and I, like I said I've known you for like twelve years now like probably going on yeah. And, and like, even at that time, like, it felt like you were already this complete creature. Like your style was so solidified and you've grown and, 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 and improved on it over the years, but it still held onto that, that integrity of what it is. The and timing was so oddly timed to the beginning of Facebook. Yeah. All right. And that, that helped it exponentially. And you went an early, uh, an early feature with like high fructose, right? It was, uh, it was with the juxtapose. Like juxtapose. I, 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 so I mailed in like hard photographs, like before I was doing like, the, you, you the mailed the them 10 foot paintings. No, I mailed them like hard <laughs> photographs. I mailed juxtapose hard photographs for like there. It was like there, they had a reader art section. Right. So you could you could submit to the reader art, and there were some cool dudes in there, and they put my paintings in the reader art, and then whoever like took care of that shit didn't fuck with it for like three years, so they just stayed up there, and I was like, I'm gonna be fucking famous. Like this <laughs> <That's> was like, <laughs> 1998 or something. Like it was right right when they started. They just stayed on that like one little click on you know that one link on their page. Um, and no, it didn't help at all. Like not, nothing happened. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> but you did have an early high fructose uh, feature. I do remember that. Well, right? uh, yeah. No, no. I mean, like I've been like in their digital stuff or whatever. Like yeah. I, I've always, I've always been like the opening band. Okay. Know, like, yeah. Like I, I, I like I, I'm a rad opening band for like all of my favorites, and it's I, I, uh, I love it. You know, I. I uh, I get to drink beers with all my favorite artists, and I think that's fucking all I was really looking for. I mean, those are those are really achievable and brilliant goals, man. I'm right there with you. But uh, you know, I I, I want to push it. Like that's not saying like I'm limiting myself to that, but like I just wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to be there with the guys I liked, and like I I I get to be there now, and it's it's fucking cool. So let's talk about that a little bit because your crew. Well, well, you're you show by coastal 
uh, your crew is Philly. Like that's home, yeah. right? Yeah. Even yeah. though you live in Jersey, Philly's home. And yeah. and you've been showing and and uh, curating and everything out of that city for a long time. Right. So tell me about the Philly love and and why that. Like you 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 lived in Jersey, so why Philly? Like why why not New York? Why why how did that happen? I mean, I, I I've certainly showed New York a bunch, but um, really, I early on, like I, I'm gonna say 2011. I got picked up by this gallery called Cabinot. Um, that was a really cool gallery. They put me in some great stuff. And, and again, like, so, so I start to show like 2008, 2009 and get, maybe I get picked up by Ta- Cabinot in 2010. This is all it's Facebook, but it's also the beginning of a horrific recession. And I get picked up by Cabinot in the Netherlands, like represented at their gallery with like Saturno Buto, who's a fucking freak. <laughs> in the <laughs> Netherlands? Yeah. So they, they were representing me, but they they lagged us by about two years. So like Are you I, talking I about like social show... media lagged us or what? No, no, no. The 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 uh, economy. Okay. So the economy here tanked. And it kind of like Greece took down the European economy in like 2010 ish. Like they lagged our, our breakdown. Right. So, like, when I got represented by them, like, I won, like, I'm going to be fucking huge. And I, I you know, I'm going to pick out pools and Ferraris and shit. <laughs> and Greece completely tanked their economy. So, like, as soon as I started to show with them, my, my paintings were like five times more than they were before. Wow. And they were selling right away. And then that fucking tanked. Wow. Like, right away. So, like... That's I, 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 and And really, still, like, I would say most of my collectors are Europe. I would say 60% of them, 70, are Europeans, mostly Germans. I'm not sure why. They, they love my stuff. Germans have good taste in art, that's why. They have great tastes. Yeah, they seriously... And, and that's just not pandering? Like, literally, they do. Yeah. Well, they, they, they want it gnarlier. Like, they, like my stuff is almost, like, pussy, but, like, kind of cool to them. I mean, they we're talking, like, post-43, but yeah. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, like, as I came into the gallery scene, and, like, you know, if you look at the gallery scene in, like, 2005, 2006, like, people's prices were skyrocketing the way real estate was. Oh, especially with lowbrow stuff. Yes. Yeah, like, it was it was, yeah, it was fucking, nuts. It was fucking crazy. So like I was getting like, in if, all you, these if you were Shag or Kozik in, in, in that time, man, you were golden. You were writing your own fucking paychecks. Yeah. So so yeah, I came in like at the right time and like the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. So but uh you know, I, I, I got this show like with Cavanaugh. I I was in this uh I flew out there to the Netherlands and was in this um, kind of like their, not their art basil. It was called a, fuck. It's not Art 21. It was like a new art thing. But I was like right next to a 30 foot Damien Hurst piece about nuclear war. Holy shit. <laughs> so you went out there? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, like I, I it was, dude, there were, there were Banksy's in it. I'm trying to think of who else. It was like, it was like me, Banksy, Damien Hurst. Like it was fucking bizarre, <laughs> dude. Like 
I, I'm telling you, I was like picking the fucking Ferrari. My dick would have been so hard the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like undeservedly so, but I'm like, but I'm here, so I might as well. Like, oh my god, what a yeah, it was a what a wonderful place to be in a horrible time. Stuff, aside from the stuff that I was doing um, in New York with the the Agnoresis group, that was like you know Paul, Jeremy, Caitlin Hackett, uh, Christian Van Minen, fucking Christian, yeah, he's god damn, awesome. They were all awesome. Like they They're still awesome. are. Like it was so like it was like this weird sweet spot that I wound up in. Um and again, like some people make it out of that and some don't. Like life stuff happens and sure. I don't know. Now you're stuck with us. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm, no, I'm not saying that. It's like a it's like a wild uh it's like a wild ride. Like art, art is a fucking war, dude. Like you really, uh, you got to keep battling. Like, and it's also very trendy. It's, it's like, uh, you know, the first two good albums from a band. Yeah. Like, well, bringing it back to that, uh, the, my original question, which we expounded on greatly and went way beyond its borders in a wonderful way, was the Philly aspect of it all. And like you brought up Jeremy and, and Hush and and Coven, you know, his, his Covenant Gallery. Yeah. Uh, like that's one thing I got to say about Philly people. Like, even though I have a loose connection to Philly as an artist and friend, it seems like the people there do shit. They get up and do shit. I think, that, well, yeah, that, that's true. But, uh, the, the, the weirdest part Convent, is, uh, by the way, not covenant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. The Convent. Yeah. Convent I think the weird part is, um, and you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And I and I say this for sure with the New Yorkers because they're only an hour and a half north of me. <laughs> um, there, there's a competition. Like, you know, like you might be taking somebody's spot in some gallery or whatever. Right. We're we're all giving the goods to each other every fucking month at at this one bar, tattooed moms. Like, we're we're uh, you know dealing out. Um, Is that what you're doing, drunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that. That really started as a Friday night art dorks. And then that kind of fell apart and turned into drunk. But um, it was kind of a like a, a spinoff of Chet's thing. And now it's kind of a spinoff of Casey's thing. Right. Uh, Casey Weldon's thing in the Chet's art. Seattle, yeah. Yeah. So um, that camaraderie is important. And like, like, hey, let's not fuck each other over. Let's all win at the same time. No, the, I don't know the, 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 the all all ships rise with the tide thing. Like the the people that I tend to gravitate towards, like you uh, and and the people that you're talking about, like th that's the that's the vibe, man. It's like right. we, we yeah. all rise together. Like this whole thing, and Chet's a great example of that. Like he's right. such yeah, a yeah, good yeah. champion for that shit. Like we all rise together or fail together, and, right. and there's there's no rank and file with this. It's just as a collective, as a crew. And, and, and that's one of the things I love about what we do and, and the people that we do it with, um, you know, here at Dark Art Emporium specifically, but like expounded, you know, with, uh, with crews on, on the coast and, and artists that, you know, we haven't even shown yet, is that it's, there's a vibe here that we're all trying for the same shit. We're all trying to elevate the same vibe. Right, and I, It's you know, beautiful. I, no, it, it is, and I, I, um, 
I, you know, like, like I'm saying, like I stole the curating thing from you a bit when I say like I stole some artists or whatever. Right. I also stole from some other people that told me to have like topless girls, like hand out fucking hot dogs at shows or whatever. We uh, all, to, we all, we all steal where we need to, man. Oh, but, we but that, totally steal. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, like having, having bands play there and all that, but it's, it's to push the artwork and it's, it's like, you know, if somebody's going to sell, they deserve to sell. That, that's, that's, that's fine. Sure. Let's, let's all be friends and let's fuck this thing. Like, let's, let's get in the museum. Let's all get in the museum. Like in 30 years, like, Right before I die, I want to see us all in the museum. I don't give a shit about anything else. I don't want anyone. I don't want to fuck anyone over. I want us all to get it. Well, that was what was really cool about that traveling Guillermo del Toro show, is that half the artists in that show were our friends. Like it was, yeah. it was Chris Sapp and Chet Czar, um, yeah. and Magnola, and like all these people that Cat like, Coleman. yeah, Cat, absolutely. Like so many of our friends and contemporaries, as well as our idols. Yeah. In the same show, in a fucking national touring show in art galleries. Yeah. It, that, that, that moment really told me that we were on the right track, that we were doing something great. And we need collectors like that, like Guillermo, to, to really spotlight that passion. But obviously he's not alone because those shit, that shit was selling out for months on end wherever it was. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, and I, you know, I, um, you know, we we tested the whisper mm-hmm. thing, but I, I really want to get Guillermo to buy some of my shit earlier on. I really want him to buy it. I really do. I, I don't know him, but if you do, uh, I, send I him know, my way. I know people who know him. <laughs> I don't. I don't I know, know how to make that, that work. <laughs> I don't know how to get him here, and he would love the fuck out of this place, but I don't know how to get him here. Yeah, so Guillermo, if you're listening. Well, I mean, we can come get over. A, I have a van. And <laughs> we'll I, drive you over I, here. I have a van. Well, see, I was thinking more along the lines of like, I have a van and a pillowcase and some oh, duct tape. And we just find him. <laughs> He'll be here. Like, he just, might he might never leave. You pull that pillowcase off and he goes, oh, I like this place. Like, yeah, yeah, we told you. Like, I know that you're upset about how you ended up here, but let's just look around for a second. <laughs> let's check it out. You'll like it. No, there, and there there are a couple guys that like you know like like you know the, these really big collectors that really make this world go round. Yes. Like they, yeah. they they keep they keep the artists making work, and um, you know I, I I I love all my collectors, and like I really like especially for these guys that are really expensive and all that. Like it's awesome to see the interest, and uh, some of their collections is so they're so cool. Like I I'm a wildly jealous well see i would love to see a focus on collectors um more so like like what you know i i love two magazines right now i I love high fructose and i love beautiful bazaar um and i i would love to see either one of them really do a collector's focus and i feel like they've dabbled a little bit but like you get people like guillermo or sheldon donig or even Chris Velasco, yeah. like some of these guys that, that, that are setting the tone for what sells around the country. And you interview them and, and, and you, you, you really create awareness around the artists that they're passionate about. Yeah. And, that's, and that's how we grow this. 
Yeah, because it it, it 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 looks. I mean, it's it's interesting to see all that shit in the same place. Like it creates yeah. a vibe, uh, you know. And the people that buy it are pretty interesting people. You totally. Know, to, so see them on on video or in magazine. Well, I mean, speaking to collectors, like I mean, and you being the Philly connection, because um, he's also a collector, and you are a collector, um, but we really should have just opened this place out there. So because many of our people. I sell so much art to the East Coast. I ship things to Philly, New York, Jersey, like all the time. It, it's like, like every show I sell at least 50% to the East Coast. And, and a lot of that's Jersey, right? Like it's like it's Jersey, Jersey, and Jersey and Philly. Yeah. Yeah, Jersey, Philly. It, it's a different vibe. It's like uh, like people out there just seem to like really appreciate this. Like not to, not to say that our our people don't, but our our West Coast people don't. But like out there, like people are really into this, and and I love it, and I I totally welcome it, and I I want them all to fly out here and come see us um, because I want to meet it, these people that I'm selling so artwork to. So what we're too. saying is is that, buddy, how do we start Dark Art Emporium East? Yeah, well, <laughs> buddy, find a spot. Find a spot. We'll make it happen. If, that, if that's true, I would dig it. I'm, I'm down. But um, there, but there is a there's a, a different. The and, but the, but there's always there's always FedEx. But there but there's a different vibe on each coast. Like, I would say like like New York is more like straight up goth, like goth, like I don't know, direct goth, and like. Uh, the West Coast is like it's like dark, but a little more like candy, like beautiful, weird. It's not it's not as straight up gothic. I don't know. It's it's different. Like it's like here's more piercing darkness. There. Are you talking about I, the people know, that go to the shows or the work in them? The work in them. The work oh. that the work that that's accepted at most galleries. Well, I mean, if you're like, if you're digging into like what Copro and ThinkSpace do, I, I can definitely see more of the like prettier edge to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a little yeah. There's a little more of that where it's not quite as like. And that's not detracting from them at all because I I, I feel like that's I, I love what those no, places I, show, but but compared to like Convent or uh, Last Rites, that shit's a lot darker. Well, well, the the. Well, the convent's its own thing, and the convent's great because I find new artists at the convent. Which, like, Jer Jeremy's got a smart. Jeremy Hutch has a smart eye for artwork. Where, like, I feel like you know, like every now and again, like I know who everyone is, and then Jeremy has four shows where I don't know who the fuck anyone is, and he'll show a wild mix of things. Um, like you know, you know, Bronwyn Lorelei. Oh, the, we've got her on the wall right now. Yeah. I, I, I think I think she's Los Angeles dark. Like she's not dark at all. It's, <laughs> it, it's dirty, but it's not dark. Yeah, like I, I mean, like, I I I, I, I adore her work, so that's coming from a place of love. But I don't see her work as dark. But in my head, like I think there's got to be a little more beauty in it than like he, like a here. Like you guys don't have rain. Like we have rain and snow. So like it's more it's more. Goths and snowstorms, I so guess. I don't know. Are, are we like gother than now? Is that what we're doing right now? We're throwing down over this shit? 
No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm one's spookier better than, than you. I'm not, saying, <laughs> I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying like what fits in, you know, it's, yeah. it, they're different. They're different vibes. Like, la versus new york like and i'm saying new york is the as the epicenter here yeah I don't, know. I don't know you might have something there you might not i'm not going to commit to it right now i'm just saying <laughs> well you're yeah you got to be pc and not commit to it but i can say whatever the fuck i want you should say whatever the fuck you want and you, and you can edit me out again <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did I miss? <laughs> you, you, you missed us uh, throwing down. Shot had to piss for a second. So, I had to pee. Um, or do a line of coke. I, I'm not sure what he was oh, doing. Oh, you guys are doing coke? Oh, man, I wish. I've, I've never done cocaine. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd be good at it. I don't really like it. I'm I've really done it a handful it. of times, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> really, I don't, really I don't like drugs it. that make me want to vacuum. <laughs> I don't. I don't vacuum. I don't vacuum at all. Like, I'm just and gonna I, clean the house. Like you give me cocaine, I'm just gonna clean. I, it's not fun. It <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> I've done it like th- like a handful of times. Not more than three, but less than five. So four. I, I figured, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna give mine a number. I'm just. I'm not gonna do it. But it just makes me want to clean. Yeah. And I already want to clean, so. I don't want to do cocaine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll edit that out, too. <laughs> you know what? He he won't, though, I'll and that's that. the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've done enough of these where I'm like, shot, you totally can edit that out later, and, and he doesn't. <laughs> and we all look like assholes because of it. Yep. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I am who I am. So I had to pee. What are you guys talking about? We were talking about gother than now. Like he was saying that the East Coast is gother than the West Coast. Probably. Art wise, it's like a little more directly goth. There's not as many beautiful. Like I, you know, he he like, gave uh, the example of Bronwyn about being like what East what West Coast goth looks like, and I was like, that's not goth at all. Oh. It's, all right, no, no, no. I meant no, no. I meant I meant dark art. Oh. Like I, I feel like like she would be like perfect for L.A. right now. She is awesome for L.A. right now. Like, I mean, I love her work. And, I love her work, too. I think and, she's and fantastic. I, I wish that we and thanks for introducing her to stuff Miss, like that you know. uh, out here. Like, like there are lots of artists that do really dirty, interesting, surreal work that I feel like we should be showing more out here. Yeah. Yeah. And she's one of them. Yeah, she's a badass. I love her work. I really loved it. Speaking of which, let, let's talk about this for a second, because you just curated a show here. You talked about the fact that you weren't able to come out, but uh, you curated a show here for the first time uh, called Heavy Aliens in October. It was awesome. It was so awesome. I loved, I loved awesome. 90% of that show. I won't say what 10% of it was, but I loved 90% of that show. I really like And that's just authentic. I really fucking did. Um, there were pieces in that show that we would never have found without you, and it was great to have you bring them aboard. That that was that was the whole premise, and I, I know I snuck in a couple uh, alumni, but the whole premise was like people that never show. Like I would email like, "Hey, have you shown there?" Like that was the the first email, and like not saying I'm curating something is like, "Hey, have you shown at Dark Art Emporium before?" Uh, we we had to have another Rachel. Like that was that was that was a, that was a done. Yeah, yeah, you got you got Rachel, Rachel, uh, Jason, Michelle Konzik, and somebody yeah, there else. Was a, there were a couple of repeats, but 
for the most part, it was a bunch of new artists that I didn't, I wasn't familiar with. See, I wouldn't have really said repeats. About. I would have said, uh, you know, there were there, there were a couple of people that uh, we were we were big fans of already. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to share. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and and you know, I you know, I I don't know. Like, I don't ask you all the time. Like, hey, who's the 150 artists on your radar? So. These are the ones that, like, I really dug at the time. We should be having those conversations, though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with something I was I was thinking about earlier, and it's not a natural segue from where we just were. Um, but I want to talk about art couples. So I can't. Me, me and me and me and Rachel just broke up. Oh, good job. I don't I don't know if you were gonna ask about us. It was some other art couple. Or... You're an asshole. <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of, uh, I mean, it makes sense. I hardly know you, but I'd break up with you. <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand why Buddy's with Rachel. She can't stay awake to party. <laughs> That's the sleepiest person I've ever known. <laughs> so, speaking of our couples, like. How do, how does that dynamic work, man? Like like especially, I know that you guys were quarantined away from each other for a good portion of this. Yeah, for for like ten weeks. But once that reconciled, like you guys were back under the same roof. Like yes. How does that yep. how does that how does that work? Like you you both have your creative flows, and I can't imagine that they're always synced up and great. Um. <sighs> I, I feel like it uh, it's helpful for us to both be artists. I didn't I didn't quite experience that in my last relationship, so yeah, I understand not. when when she needs to you know she she has a studio and she stays in it and uh, I I mostly make all the food and I I bring her in plates and kiss her on the head and tell a couple jokes and like let her do her thing like. I'm I'm more like spastic. Like when I work out, I work like three or four nights a week where I I'll go in at like I don't know six seven o'clock at night and then work till eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. Like I don't have a schedule. Like she just wakes up, eats food, and then she's in her studio and she just kind of stays there. So she's, it's it's, it's different. Are, she's got like a really rigid regulated schedule with that. Yeah, she just lives in her studio. I don't really. understand that at all. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> me neither like when i go in i'm like i need i need 12 hours and you know like i'm gonna get shit done and I she's mean, like if the muse is there if it's striking me at the time yeah well i mean i i mean my only understanding the difference for between the, the both of us is like i'm acrylic if i lay a palette out it's gonna be dry in a couple of hours like i need to fucking get at it sure her palette stays wet for days like she'll you know she'll she'll like boil a pot of water and go in and like throw a few strokes and then come back. So it's different, but I, un I understand it in a way that I don't think a lot of people would. So I think that's helpful, but, but, um, but I, 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 uh, I mean, I know like, like there, um, uh, um, Paul Romano and Darla Jackson and, uh, Jeremy Hush and Sophie Reaptress, like, uh, Caitlin McCormick and uh, Alex Ekman Lawn. They mean, just dropped a big article in uh, Beautiful Bazaar. Those two? Yeah, they interviewed each other. Oh, cool. 
It was, yeah, they're, it was like they're, a couple they're, things. They're, they're awesome. But yeah, there, there's, um, it's, I, I, I think it, I, I think it's hard for, for normies to fucking figure us out. You know, to get two of you together is pretty, pretty, a pretty good thing. Like, I don't know if I'm jealous or terrified because like, like my wife is a creative. She used to be a creative. And now, mm-hmm. like, she used to design clothes, and now she manages a clothing design company. So she's no okay. longer creative. But she's never held it against me when I, like, spend 12 hours in a studio at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine, honestly, if she was doing that, if I'd feel the same. Right. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And, and again, like, it's not like her process is the same as mine or yours or whatever, but at least we can be a little sympathetic to like, hey, when you're getting it, stay the fuck out of my way. Fair. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think it, that's just like any relationship. It doesn't necessarily have to be an artist relationship. Yeah. You know, like. But being a person who's gone from one to the other, you obviously have a preference. I'm just saying. I, I, I do, and there, there's a there's a weird thing. Like, what if, what if you're both artists, and like, I, I, and all the artists, I, all the artists I just mentioned, they're kind of fans of what the other one does. I'm trying to think if I'm leaving anybody out. Nate, Nate, uh, uh, Nate, Nathan Reddit and Bronwyn Lorelai, uh, those two, um, like, what if what if you have a fight and you're like fuck you, I'm out of here. But you're an actual fan of that person's art. <laughs> or, like, there's never going to be a balance of power. Like, somebody's going to be more famous than the other person. Maybe. And, you know, hopefully it's one of you. Like, we're all not that much more famous than the other one. You're saying, like, <laughs> we're, we're zero degrees of not famous enough? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, like, of all, of, of all the people I've mentioned, it's not like there is a Damien Hurst and a me. Sure. <laughs> yep. All right. If I made out with Damien Hurst, like, so I would totally make out so, with Damien yeah, Hurst. It, 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 I, I, I would like give me one of the diamonds off the skull, Damien. I'll, I will I'll suck it off you. It. Yeah. Right. But like, it, but I, I, I've always thought that's weird. Like, you know, because the two of us before we met were, were, were friends just through art and. We, we were kind of fans of each other's art. Like I was, I was pushing Rachel's art to galleries before I knew what she looked like. Or That's who because she looked. you're smart. It, I, it looked interesting. Like I thought she was going to be the next like Stu Pockets. I feel like you're not wrong. I think her work is fantastic. Like I, I really too. feel like you're not wrong. Yeah. I, I'm tired of people buying the shit that I want to buy. <laughs> no seriously like the last three pieces we've had of hers in here like he's like if that doesn't sell i'm buying it and then it sells yeah like, i can't ah. get high on my own supply so yeah that, that's the problem <coughs> like, you get it you get it half priced i know and i get it before anybody gets it but right. i got fucking bills to pay so i can't just take them all and we gotta yeah. wait and we gotta wait I and, wait like, and make sure nobody wants it and then i take it like all these skateboards that I'm going to buy. <laughs> I can't wait to hit up all of the uh, the skate companies here in Long Beach and show them your boards. 
And like we have a couple of bars here that are skate centric, and they're going to get images and links as well. So let's talk about skate culture. Uh, since 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 I'm already on that vein, you got deep ties. You still skate, yeah? No, no, my my knees are way too fucked up. Like I I, I still snowboard. But you have Prodigy that does. What's that? Talk about your boy. Oh, he uh, he's he's good. At, I mean, he he's really good at skateboard. Blake. Yeah, yeah. My son Blake is uh he he can he can hang with uh anybody kind of. Is he sponsored uh, now? Is he pro? He he's like been no 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 no. He's he's just trying to trying to work in general, and he's uh stoked to be where he is because he gets to like skate with awesome people. He's like he moved but, down the street from us because Long Beach, and he's a skater, right? Well, he is, but he's also 23. Is that old or young? Oh, dude, that's like way too old. Whoa. That's bizarre. That's crazy. Yeah, like you can kind of tell like like if the midichlorians are in there when they're like <laughs> 12. <laughs> Fucking Star Wars and shit. Like he's he's he he is like crazy good balance and all that. But he like I didn't hit him enough. Like if I hit him more, you mean like with a fist? Yeah, like in the yeah. face, yeah. and yelled at him more, and like was kind of gnarlier. Maybe I should have been gnarlier. You should have been Tiger Woods' dad. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like Tiger Woods. Like if he had a different dad, like he would have been. He would have been nobody. He might have got to the tour-ish, yeah. maybe. So he aside, got, he, aside from Spawn, like. You obviously have a tie to skate culture. Yeah, so I, I grew up skating in the eighties and like uh I skated through like in nineteen ninety three, like where I was really skateboarding. Uh I also had like I also kind of found out now that I broke my, my back in a car accident when I was nineteen. Ooh. Uh, from a new X ray. But um but skateboarding died in 1993. Like no, like I was skating alone. What do you mean it died? Like, I, I, like if you look at the history of skateboarding, it it like literally died. Like it became like a hula hoop or something. Like I, I no, like I went to college in uh, 1992, 93, and uh, there was no one at the college that skateboarded. Like it, it it just got erased, and like. I would skate the campus at night by myself because there was no, I figured I'm going to college. It'd be fun. Like there's going to be at least a couple dudes that are awesome. Like we're in our prime of skateboarding. And, uh, I was by myself and like, I slaughtered myself on this stair set. I don't know what the fuck I was trying, but I was just like laying there. Like I rolled out and I was like torn up and like fucked up. Like, why am I doing this alone anymore? And I was kind of over it, and uh, and then I did want to break my back in two places where my spine meets my pelvis. Jesus. And um, so then, like you know, I, I uh, and that was a car accident. So <clears throat> when my when my thumb was ten, so that's thirteen years ago, we built a half pipe, and like our whole front driveway was every kind of ramp and rail. So I skated the half pipe and stuff. Um, but like I wasn't like trying to go pro anymore. <laughs> I, can, I cannot imagine trying to skate a half pipe now. Like I skated as a kid, 
But like, if you put no. me on the edge of a half pipe, I would just, I would just hand you over my will and testament. <laughs> no, I was a, I was super <laughs> bummed. I, I, I quit skating the, the half pipe when, um, I'd skated for years and, uh, I wound up, I was getting really good at darts. So like I, I was like playing really heavy competitive darts. Like yeah, that's not correlated like, at all. That's a well, whole other ball sack. Yeah, but but there's but there's wild characters. Like I like art for like the wild characters. And I like skateboarding for the wild characters. Darts is so, a great place to find weird people. Mm-hmm. Were you playing so, with any any Brits or? Uh... I, I we we me and my friend wound up beating the number one and number three uh, U.S. ranked players at one point. Damn, we gotta play darts with him too. Oh shit! Because we actually play darts. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty good dart player, but no, I, I've never darts. professionally played. No, Jeremy I mean, played darts, drunk. man. I think he beat me. Didn't I did. He beat me I darts? did beat you with darts. Yeah. At, so at that shitty place in uh, in Vegas. Yeah. No, no, you beat me in Philly. I beat you in Philly. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Cross plays dr- yeah. darts like I play darts. Like drunk, drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there, 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 there is the bell curve of beers. You know? Oh, like no, no. There, there's that sweet spot. There's a, yeah. Yeah. There's a little fine line. But yeah, so, so my, my point was like with skating, like I quit totally skating the half pipe when I was on two dart teams like twice a week for different teams and playing very competitively. And I fell on the ramp where I kind of threw my board and it spun and I landed on it with both feet on the transition. Instead of running down, I wound up both feet on Uh, and I kind of backflipped around and slapped both of my palms straight down the flat. And I thought I broke both my hands, both of my hands. And I also, aside from dart playing, I've got to do everything else. <laughs> I thought right? I broke both my motherfucking hands, I dude. I piss like, and jerk <laughs> off and drink stuff, and <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'm done. I, like, no more, no more fucking skateboarding. I'm, I'm done." But That's um, fair. but I, I, I probably watch more, like, relevant skateboard culture and videos and stuff than my son does now. Like I'm like the football dad a little bit, like, because he he grew up like skating contests and all, and I, I just enjoy it, like uh, watching amazing skateboarding. I'll send you a link to a video that came out today that is fucked the fuck up. Like these guys are out of their goddamn minds. Um, <laughs> I I love I love it so much. I love like, what, I love skate culture, man. What what they're doing with it now is so irrational. Well, they don't give like, a fuck. I, like the the, I know, I, the the abandon is is off the charts. Again, like you got to be like you got to have like crazy worm. Like you got to yeah. have a look like it's like it's like a mixture of like talent, balance, practice, and crazy worm. You know, and, and I don't think Blake doesn't have the crazy worm. Like, but he he can definitely get, like have fun for sure. But also, I feel like like uh, you know, alike with art, you definitely still have to have the crazy worm. You, you got to stay a kid. Like, there's you no gotta, part of this that's like, dude, I'm doing this because it's the smart thing to do. I'm doing this because it's fun and weird, and I feel good about myself doing it, which is the same thing with the skate culture. Like you said, crazy worm. Nobody's doing this because they're smart. Let's be honest. Yeah. Real? <laughs> We're not smart. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's keeping that, like, 
kinship to to fun or um discovery or uh scaring yourself i mean you know it's a lot of things but uh it's and, definitely like connection to your childhood brain and none of this is to say that what we're doing is not important but there's that fun aspect to it that drives the engine like the engine is yeah. going to go to cool places and you're going to see awesome shit along the way but what drives it is the desire to just you have to fucking do it because you don't know what else to do well, there's that, but like, what what about that balance about like, all right, I'm working on this thing. It's a rectangle. I've got some color goo. <laughs> it's got to be the most important thing that ever happened. I but the best rectangle. But if I don't, but if I don't like balance my fun with it, then it's fucked. Yeah. You know, like. You, you you can't try too hard. Like you've got to like kind of let yourself go a little bit. But there are definitely plenty of people that try too hard. There are definitely plenty of people that, that there's no my fun. Whole, in what they my do. whole Facebook feed is horrible and Instagram feed is horrible art. So yeah. But the devil's doorbell, it's fun. Gave it a shot. <laughs> and you didn't try too hard, right? <laughs> you I tried fun. just hard enough. Just but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. It's like you gotta uh, release. Like it's like all right, you know, you you learned all you're gonna learn to this point, like about sword fighting. All right. Now you gotta fight the fucking guy. Yeah. And if you don't relax, like you're gonna fucking lose. So who are you fighting? Bruce Lee. <laughs> Done. Hands down. That's who I'm fighting. Just like no hesitation at all. Like it's Bruce Lee. <laughs> Fuck you, Bruce Lee. <laughs> I'm gonna dig up your corpse, and he's gonna dance in front of me, and I'm gonna fuck him up. I'm fuck you up, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Pussy ass motherfucker. Yeah, but like you know, if you're trying to make the best, like you're you're trying to get to a museum, you're trying to you're trying to trump the past. Is that the you're end game? To create a new voice. Is the end game a museum? Uh, I mean, no, I, I mean, not really. Like to me, it's like, uh, like for what I do, it's not super technical. I'm not getting into a museum at the end of my life. That's not true. I don't no, think that's true. I'm not, I'm not fishing. I'm not fishing. I'm going to make that very fucking clear. I just don't see what I do as being important. You, on the other hand, I can see people perceiving what you do as important. And that's not. Oh, me. dude! No, I, I, I. What a dick! I, no, no, no! I, I, I want to, I want to win, but I want to. Not me like trying to be awful. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I want to win. I, but I, I, um, I would like most importantly for like ten thousand people to pick up a paintbrush. Dude, I hear that. Yeah, like just be I inspired to work. Better. Yeah. I'm with you there. Because, like, like the stuff, the stuff that I gave you guys is, I mean, as far as painting goes, like, like technically, is the lamest shit I've ever done. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, great. That was really nice now of you. I, now I have to store this for <laughs> X amount of days. You can, all right, all right, delete that part. No, but it's, but, but, but it's coming from a very informed, uh, art background so it's like it's like the smartest painting i've done 
that like I I could hopefully tell someone to do with their left hand. I mean, I, that, that, I mean, it doesn't really translate that way, but like I it wanted to be like punk rock. I want it to be simplistic, but I want it to be like fucking powerful. I want it to fuck people up. And I don't want them to go like, oh my God, I can't do that. That foot or, you know, that tit has 10,000 strokes in it that I'm never going to do. Like, I think I could fucking do that if I tried. And they can't because I'm awesome. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, and you bring up an interesting point. Like, if you're on, if you're listening to this and you're unfamiliar with Buddy's work, like, there is a simplicity of nature to his work that, is deceiving because if you had to do the layers and the sanding that he does, you'd be drunk, but it's good. Yeah, buddy. I love your work, man. Thank you. This show, this show is awesome. Wait, really, did, did you guys did you guys open everything? Did you actually see all the? People? Yeah, oh. no, it's sitting right in front of me. I I I, oh, cool. I can grab like the. I'm, uh, I'm staring at it right gra- now. Grab it. I, I've actually seen like, it. It's, I've seen it. It's here. <laughs> like while I'm talking to you, like it's right in front of my fucking. Like we're face. missing two packages still, but um, we're sitting here staring at it while we talk to you. And I got to tell you, man, seeing all the boards together, I love them. No, the, the skateboards are awesome. Like you, when you were sending images, like I was into it, but they did, they don't have the impact as a total. I, I got to say that. Like you're gonna, people need to see this shit in person. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, there's a lot of little, like, uh, like the color. I mean, it's almost like Jackson Pollock, like color field stuff. So, so you don't catch a, like the little tiny stuff that's in there in the layers that like you know like you said like with the sanding and the spray paint and like the the little drawing stuff that kind of falls apart under those layers. I think there's some fun stuff there like when people really get to get up close. I love the fact that you sand in between layers and strip yourself away in your artwork. That's something I would never have the balls to do. Dude, give it. I, I implore you to give it a shot. It's it's it is it is a weapon like no other. But how freeing and terrifying! Well, like, like I, the first also, time you decided to sand a painting, like was it scary or were you excited about what was going to happen? I'm trying to think of why I did it. I, uh, I I I think it's something I like when I when I uh, <laughs> when I um, when I was painting in those paint shops in San Diego. We did all kinds of shit. We would paint with brooms on the ground, like in a parking lot on like 40 foot things. So I'm sure I, I probably used like a, a jitterbug sander on stuff. So yeah. it wasn't, yeah, like to, so to sand like on a fucking, you know, 30 by 40 painting, you know, the difference between like a good painter and a, a bad painter is like they're afraid to, uh, fuck something up that did before. Like I know I can recreate something or or make it better. The risks. So it's yeah. not, if something's not working, I can erase it and make it better. No. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here because we're 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 reeling in on wrap up. Okay. If you had to tell me what the devil's doorbell was all about, if you had Clitoris. to. It's a clitoris. Hmm. It's it's it's. Um, <laughs> I like how on the spot you are. Straight up. <laughs> All right, this show's it. about a clit. A Fuck it, it's a clitoris. Done. That's all you need to know. 
Yeah, don't ring the devil's doorbell or he'll show up. Yeah. So are you trying to push people to ring the devil's doorbell or warn them away from it? Everybody wants to ring the bell, dude. What are you Everybody about? does. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to give you a chance to expound, and you're just not taking it. <laughs> expound on, on what? The, 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 the artwork because of the name? I mean, the name is – I mean, it, it's a bunch of women. They like their bells rung, I'm sure. Uh, who, who doesn't? doesn't? Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that was in unison. <laughs> the Jeremy's a tank on that one. Thanks, Is there anything about this show that we haven't covered that you really feel like you need to get off your chest? Man, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I feel like we went into leaps and bounds the wrongest ways. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, we jumped all over the fucking place. Oh, this thing's but gonna I, be like I, twenty minutes when I'm done editing it. <laughs> So, yeah, the um, I mean, the one thing I, I think I tried to do was uh, just play a little harder than I was playing before. And, uh, you know, like so, like the like the one where it's just like almost all red, like just falling down the fucking canvas. Like I wouldn't have done that 10 years ago. That's that's a hard move. Like I, I like I had painted a lot of stuff in there that like I maybe wanted to keep like. Yeah, that's bold. Whole, like, yeah. Yeah, that whole like you know, kill your children thing. Uh, I killed them. You know, like I, 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 yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but you had a flood during the production of this show. Yeah, but I. I uh, Did that I mean, affect I, the show? I, no, I, I live uh, on a peninsula on a flat area that we've had. Uh, through like hurricanes, Irene and Sandy, like where my studio is, like it's been flooded before. So I, I elevate all the canvases and like, why do they name like, all the hurricanes after songs? It's awful. <laughs> all the good ones. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I elevate everything all the time as, as everyone really should just in case whatever, like, and, and, you know, it was a water heater flood actually. Um, That's so it wasn't as bad as it could have been then. Well, the water heater could have just kept flooding. Right. Uh, my son caught it, thank God. Like, uh, so it was. It fucked. It fucked some stuff up. Like, I the one, the one, the one flood that was my fault. I lost three hundred drawings. Oh. I lost every drawing I'd ever done. That is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. So so yeah, I elevate everything now. You dry it out sure. and burn it and effigy. Oh. No, yeah, it just it just went with everything else. That that was a that was a uh, a washing machine issue. We yeah, we we had, we had a fire down there. I mean, my uh, my studio is in a shitty spot for uh, house natural ish disasters. Fair. So, buddy, <laughs> buddy, I gotta tell you, man, um, you you know that I, I love you with with the passion of a thousand sons, man. I love you too, and I love Jeremy Shaw too, and right. I've never met him in real life. And I'm, someday, I'm, someday we'll get I'm to shake so, hands and hug each other. So bummed that we are not gonna bro down in like ten days, twelve days from now, and and what, this, what, this bullshit right. is keeping us apart. And I, I feel like like Pyramus and Thisbe. And this is the chink I, in the wall that we get to talk through, and I'll take it, but it's not working. I do want. I do want to ask, like, like, all right, the first time for October, and I had plane flight. Yep. So mm -hmm. my doctor friend was like, "You can't do it, dude." So I, I canceled. 
Right. And then the next one, I was going to drive back and forth. And that, I that's scary. That's a long ass drive. Yeah. But like, like how big of a pussy? Like at like because I, I like the first time I texted <laughs> you, I, I was fishing and I was like, I got I got to just tell him now. I can't I can't I can't go. Like like did you just go like you fucking pussy? Like no, you made the right me. call. All right. You absolutely made the right call. We are not judging you if that's what you're asking. I don't want you to get in a plane and then stay with me right now. No, fair. Yeah, totally. <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we will party later. We, we have plenty we, of life ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I, cause 2022, I'm like- we have devil, Devil's Doorknob number two. <laughs> dude, devil's doorknob, all dudes. All dudes, dude. <laughs> Instead of the doorbell, the doorknob. Door See, he's got it, man. You made the mistake and he's jumping on it. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> dude, devil's doorknob, all dudes. Let's Nothing do it. But dicks. <laughs> all dick show. That's a that's a good ender. <laughs> I mean, it's a good balance for sure. But anyway, uh I love you, brother. I do. I miss you immensely. Like I, I, I wish I could see you in person right now so bad. Yeah, we should. We'll, we'll, we'll bro hug at some point. Take that fucking vaccine and wear. I'm gonna still wear my mask. I try to take it. Okay. <laughs> I am. Whatever you need, man. I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait for your show to open. Um, everybody needs to see this show because it's really powerful. Yes. Um. You have one of the most, and I said this earlier in the podcast, but you have one of the most unique voices I've ever seen in this genre. Like, you can call it dark art. You can call it pseudo-modern surrealism, new contemporary art. It fits all of those Dude, things because... Don't call, don't call it something. Don't call it something. I, I just call it Buddy fucking Nestor. I'm just saying... The best sludge metal band you've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Buddy Nestor. <laughs> It transcends, and <laughs> it transcends even more when you get to know the person behind the paint. And I, I, I think that's always helpful, for real. I, I, do. I do, I do too. I think it changes everything. I'm so honored to present this show to the world, dude. You have no idea. It means a lot to me. Well, I hope it works out. Me too, man. We've already sold two. 16 to go. Let's fucking get this shit done. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love you, brother. Love you, buddy. Okay. See ya. Be awesome.